Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We welcome you to our special program series featuring our dear friend Ira Fistel. And Ira is going to discuss campaigns of the past, and I hope he'll reflect on the present one. A lot of tricks pulled on all these campaigns he's going to come up with. I'm really excited to hear this. So without further ado, I turn the telephone over to Ira Fistel. Ira, welcome. Hi there, Bob. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, I am going to talk about tonight's election, uh, tonight, the election that we're having first oh. uh, on Tuesday and uh, some other aspects of it. And then I'm going to uh, branch out a little bit and talk about some other ideas about uh, the American government and how it works. And I hope you'll find all this interesting, and I think you probably will. Right. All right. Uh, this election this year is probably the most contentious, the most bizarre, the strangest uh, election that, that we have ever had. Um, I, did you hear what happened tonight? Did you hear? Did everybody there hear what happened today? Uh, the yes, uh, FBI yes, we did. We have heard, and I'm interested in your comments on that. The FBI director, James Comey, uh, announced that the FBI had completed its examination of the uh, extra, the new, or actually it turned out not to be mostly new, uh, emails, and they have cleared Hillary Clinton of any, any uh, result, uh, any negative result, and the, therefore what they said in July is now again what they're saying. That is to say that uh, no prosecutor in his right mind would uh, try to, to uh, prosecute her for a crime for any of these emails. Uh, so the question now is, does that have an effect on this campaign? And if so, what kind of effect? We know that she was ahead by anywhere from four to nine points, depending on which polls you were reading, before the uh, explosion of last, a week ago Friday, uh, when Comey announced that they were reopening the investigation into her emails. Not in necessarily actually into her emails. This was a separate investigation of emails sent by and found on the uh, computer of that uh, former New York congressman, Anthony Weiner, who is married, although they're separated now, to Hillary's aide, Huma Ebedin. Um I think personally that Mr. Comey should never have announced that they were reinvestigating unless they found something concrete to investigate. And I think uh, what he did was probably... Uh, Unwise, extremely unwise, because it changed the momentum in the election, and it's traditional and uh, if not legally not legally illegal uh, to participate in uh, changing information that uh, would change the election at the last moment without any uh, any uh, evidence of anything happening. Well, Mr. Trump's side got a big boost from that and closed the gap to within 
two, one, two, three, four points instead of uh, four to nine. But now the question is, does the exoneration of today change the uh, momentum back in the last day before the election? My guess is it probably won't have that much effect on the election itself. One, because it's you know very late. Two, because so many people have already voted. We, are, we may have as many as 50 million people voting before Election Day. We know we have at least 35 million already. So, uh, of course, the people who have already voted can't take the votes back. So even if um, they wanted to, they are already committed. Also, there's another factor here. The closing of the gap by Trump was not so much a matter of Hillary Clinton losing votes. It was a a, um, phenomenon of his gaining more votes from people who had uh, given up on him, so to speak, or decided that they couldn't support him. The FBI thing changed that dynamic, and Trump's numbers went up. So if that's the case, and it's good reason to think it is the case, it shouldn't change the election now because the Trump voters are not going to give up on him in one day. And secondly, the Clinton vote wasn't affected at all. So she would still have probably the same amount of support. In other words, the FBI thing did not take votes from Clinton. It added votes to Trump. So uh, that's what I think is is the situation as of tonight. It was a shocker. It was a shocker when it was first uh, exposed. Uh, what was it, a week ago, Friday? A week ago, Thursday. It was either Thursday or Friday. Um and now the reverse, the switch, you know, the reverse switch has been tossed, and we now have a different dynamic in the election because of what the FBI report was supposed to, you know, it wasn't even a report; it was a letter announcing a renewal of an investigation, and now that they have confirmed that they have no charges against Hillary Clinton, um, it doesn't seem to me likely that, uh, that that's going to be, have a big impact on the election on Tuesday. Where I think it will have a, a big important, important uh, effect is that if and when Hillary wins, it will make it much easier for her to govern without uh, the suspicion that she had something wrong with, uh, you know, illegal in the emails. Trump, of course, has been trying to convince everybody that uh, she's a, a menace, uh, a danger to the country, whatever. And uh, without the FBI investigation proving something on the emails, he has no real uh, evidence of anything. Rachel made an interesting point about Trump. And just this is off the uh, you know off the planned uh, what I was going to talk about. But Rachel pointed out, and I think there's a lot of thing, a lot of truth to this, that everything Trump has accused Hillary of 
uh, being um, unwise, uh, being uh, what reckless, uh, bad judgment, and all the other things he's accused her of, are things that he himself can be accused of. And in some cases, much more obviously than uh, in cases involving her. So anyway, let's get on with the what else I was going to say here about this election. The I may yeah. we ask a couple questions now, or do you want to wait to the end? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. What may we ask a couple of questions now? Oh, or you want to get all right? Or, you, want ask you want to wait to the end? Go ahead. Well, my question, and I'm, I'm a partisan, I'm, I'm for Hillary, I'm going to tell you, because the question might we make it obvious, and if I were Trump people, here, that's fine, that's what America's all about. This was a very hateful election, and I guess what I don't understand, and maybe you can explain it to me, with all the, when I see Trump insulting women, Latinos, all these people, are they just, is the base just shrugging it off and saying, we don't care if they insult women. You know, if he insults women or Mexicans or whatever, we love him. We love him. He'll change. He'll make a change. So what you're asking is, do women support Trump despite all the things that have been said about him? Yeah, because some do. On TV, CNN, they're showing women. We love him. You know, the rallies have a lot of women there. And I just, I'm not a woman, but I can tell you I'm very sympathetic to to. Uh, to their cause. I'm sorry. I, I don't talk that way about women. Well, uh, Sigmund Freud asked the question, what do women want? <laughs> um, in this case, I can't understand how a self-respecting woman would be able to get past all of the uh, charges against Trump it's not one person. It's not two people. It's not five people. It's not ten people. Uh, it's a large number of people, and he's insulted practically every woman in the in the, in the country. Um, the, the kind of things he said about that Miss America, uh, mm-hmm. not Miss. Uh, what it was it? Was Miss America? It was the the pageant? Uh, Miss was, Universe. Miss Universe. Uh, yeah. Whatever the name of it is. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Universe. Yeah. yeah Miss Universe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the question is, how can anybody trust a man who talks about a woman and calls her Miss Piggy? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a really, that's really dirty. Let's know? see if someone else has a, a question on in this. We'll move on. But this is so, oh, I never want to go through this again, personally, as a voter. I just leave me alone. I'm going to vote, and that's all I can do. Okay. Uh, any other questions from anybody? Give your name and ask a question. Okay, I'm not hearing them, Ira, so we can, you can proceed or whatever you wish to do. All right. You can go forward. All right. So they're going to ask forward. questions okay. at the end. Okay. Uh, what we have to look at first is the uh, idea of polls and how they work. There are polls and there are polls and there are other kinds of polls. <laughs> they all may use different tactics. They all may use different systems. They may weigh uh, information differently. You should never involve only one poll or only two polls or only three polls. The, The only way that polls really make sense is if you average out a large number of polls 
and get many sources of different kinds of information. That's why uh, the, the polls that I trust most are polls that are conducted by nonpartisan either media, like, for example, the, the major networks and the major newspapers uh, participate, participate in polls. They use other polling sources in addition to their own, and they, multi, you know, they figure out the averages. There's a site on the email. It's called 538. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's on the Internet. 538 is, this, is run by a guy named Nate Silver, who used to write for the New York Times, and, uh, originated his 538 with them about eight years ago, I think two elections ago. In the election eight years ago, his column got every state but one right. Four years ago, he got every state right because he uses a large amount of information and knows how to use it, how to uh, weigh it, and how to which polls are, are valid and which polls aren't. A lot of polls are not really scientific. Uh, they may be conducted by uh, people who have an axe to grind, who want to make the information show one thing or another. They may be flawed in the way they collect information. For example, polls conducted by telephone have always been uh, questionable. In 1936, there was a magazine called the Literary Digest. It ran a poll of its uh, member of its uh, subscribers, and who would win the 1936 presidential election? The Republican was Alf Landon, and the Democrat was the incumbent president, Franklin Roosevelt. The Literary Digest conducted their poll by telephone. And when they printed the results, Alf Landon was going to win by a, by a landslide. Well, Franklin Roosevelt won by such a landslide, he won every state but Maine and Vermont. Every other one. Um, what happened? Well, the Elf Landon poll happened because it was conducted by telephone. And in 1936, who had telephones? Relatively few people, and the people who did were usually very well off, certainly well off relative to the rest of the country. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had telephones. <laughs> they couldn't afford it otherwise. Not everybody had a telephone in 1936. Very few people did. So the methodology of the poll guaranteed that it would be wrong, <laughs> except nobody realized it until it happened. Well, you have the same thing happening today. Uh, polls that are conducted by telephone have a big flaw today in that a lot of young people particularly, and a lot of people in general, no longer have landline phones. And they're harder to reach with uh, cell phones only, cell phones only. So you don't get a reasonable sample if you try to poll strictly by phone or by you know, random numbers, because you are not probably not going to get as many 
subscribers without landlines as you should. And that will sway the poll and make it uh, the results invalid. So there are all kinds of things go into polling. Um, having said that, I think what you can do is rely on polls that are conducted, as I said before, by disinterested and impartial sources and people who, pollsters, who know how to poll accurately, where the sample comes from, how to get a, a legitimate sample. And the best of them, I think, that I know is 538, based on its track record. All right. Uh, what is What are the polls showing now? Well, if you average them out, generally the pollsters say that Hillary Clinton will win this election with approximately anywhere from 270 to 300-something electoral votes. What's an electoral vote? How many people out there realize that when you vote for a candidate, whether it's Trump or Clinton or uh, Jill Stein or Gary Johnson, you are not voting directly for that candidate. What you're voting for is an elector. Now, who are electors? Well, when the Electoral College was set up in the Constitution, the members of the Constitutional Convention had a fear that democracy, direct democracy, would de deteriorate into tyranny because they'd seen examples of that so many times in history. So they didn't have a direct popular vote. Most states didn't even have a popular vote for president. I'll read you what the Electoral College says. The president and the vice president are the only elective federal officials not chosen by a direct vote of the people. They're elected by the members of the Electoral College, which was provided for in the U.S. Constitution. On presidential election day, every fourth year, the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November, each state chooses as many electors as it has senators and members of the representative, House of Representatives. For the first time, for example, um, if you have a state with uh, two senators, every state has two senators, if a state with two senators and three members of the House of Representatives, Maine, for example, or Nebraska, those states have five electoral votes. Who casts the electoral votes? Well, the electors do, and who can be an elector? The qualifications for an elector are pretty loose. The only thing you can't be is a congressperson. You can't be a member of the House or the Senate. And you can't, um, let's see, what are, what are the other, what are other things? Uh, there's one or two other candidates, uh, limits on the, who may be an elector. But that's, uh, that's all it is. Um, the way it works now is that the political parties, each candidate, has a slate of electors who he has chosen or she has chosen or her, their campaign can, uh, apparatus has chosen 
these people are the electors. And they meet on the first Monday after the second Wednesday in December. Why, I can't tell you. I don't know why they picked the first Monday after the second Wednesday in December. They meet in their state capitals or in some other place established by state legislatures, and they vote for their party nominees. They are not obliged to vote for the candidate who gets the most popular votes by federal law. Some states have laws that oblige them to. But there is no federal law that says that the electors have to follow the popular vote. It's the electors who choose the president and the vice president. However, because the electors themselves are chosen according to which candidate's slate sent to the uh, state capitol, they generally do vote for the uh, candidate who got the most popular votes in every state. All but two states are winner-take-all. That is to say, the state of California has 38 million people. Of the 38 million people, let's say uh, 20 million are uh, voting age and are legally entitled to vote. And let's say of those 20 million, uh, 12 million go to the polls and the election is decided 11,999,000 to 12 million one one person, right? Twelve twelve million and one to eleven million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. All of California's electoral votes, all fifty five of them, will go to the candidate who got twelve million and one votes against twelve million eleven million and the margin can be as small as a single vote, a single vote in the state, and all the state's electoral votes go to that candidate who got that one extra vote. There are two exceptions to that. One is the state of Maine, and the other is the state of, of um, Nebraska. In Maine, there are three congressional districts, one uh, for each of the congressmen, and uh, there, are, there are two senators, of course. The electoral votes that represent the two senators always go to the candidate who won the majority of the, of the popular vote in the state. But in Maine and also in Nebraska, each electoral vote from each congressional district does not go automatically to the, to the candidate who won the state. It goes to the candidate who won that congressional district. Mm. In Maine, there has never been a case where a uh, winner of the whole state did not win all three congressional districts, although it could happen this year. In Nebraska, it has happened. It happened eight years ago in President Obama's first run for the presidency. Nebraska has five electoral votes. His opponent, John McCain, won four of those electoral votes. But the second district of Nebraska came in with a Democratic majority. And so Barack Obama got one electoral vote from a state he didn't win. 
And that could happen this year in Maine, where Hillary Clinton will almost certainly win the state. But the second district of Maine might go to Donald Trump because Hillary might might get more votes in that second district than uh, Hillary Clinton does in that one elect in that one district uh, congressional district. Those are the only two states that are not winner take all automatically. Everybody understand that because it's yeah. very important. All right. The way the electoral college is set up, how many electors does each state have? I mentioned it already. It has two senators, so there are at least two electoral votes in every state. And every state has at least one congressperson, so there are always at least three electoral votes in every jurisdiction. However, the number is varied according to, indirectly, population. California is by far the most populous state. California has the most electoral votes. Okay? And the smallest population state is Wyoming. Wyoming has three electors because it has two senators and one congressperson. No state may have less than three electors. There is one area that is not a state, but does have three electors, as if it were a state. You know what that is? Puerto Rico? The District of Columbia. The city of Washington is technically owned by the Congress of the United States, by the United States government. And up until the middle 60s, residents of the city of Washington, the District of Columbia, could not vote in a presidential election. It was a great trivia question. Which citizen of the United States, never convicted of a crime, nor in any other way ineligible to vote, cannot vote for president? And the answer was because he lived in Washington, D.C., in the District of Columbia. To change that, a constitutional amendment was passed because it was seen as absolutely unfair that uh, every individual who could qualify to vote anywhere else, couldn't vote simply because they had a residence in the District of Columbia. So, how many electoral votes are there now that you know? Okay? There are 100 senators, so that's 100, right? Right. There are 435 members of the House of Representatives. I'll talk about this later. So that makes 535. But there are also those three electors from Washington, City of Washington, District of Columbia. So the total number of electors is 538. That's where Nate Silver got 538 from for the title of his his website. Oh, I got it. 538. Now, how much is one more than half of 538? 270. Require a majority clear majority of the electoral college, the number of electors, to win the presidency. All right, well, how many electoral votes do you need to become president of the United States? If there are 538 electors, what's one more than half 
of 538. Yeah, 270. 270, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. What happens if the electoral college splits 269 to 269? <laughs> you it know goes who to the House. The, president? the House gets it. The House of Representatives. How do they vote? Do they vote as individuals? No, as states. They vote as state delegations. So, if in, uh, currently, if this, uh, this election should wind up 269 to 269 in the Electoral College, the House of Representatives voting by state delegations would choose Donald Trump as president because there are more Republican-dominated states you know, with Republican legislatures and governors than there are Democratic states. There are more people living in Democratic states, but there are more electors, not electors, but more state governments controlled by Republicans. So Hillary Clinton needs 270 electoral votes to be elected president. Donald Trump needs 269. Is all of this clear? Does everybody understand how the Electoral College works? Every once in a while, you'll get people talking about, gosh, we should get rid of the Electoral College. Because it can produce a a result where one candidate gets the most popular votes nationwide, but the other candidate gets the 270 electoral vote majority in the Electoral College and the, thus the, the candidate who got the most votes nationally loses the election, doesn't get the presidency. It's happened three times. And uh, most recently, can anybody tell me when the last time it happened was? Bush, 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 Bush the second. Uh, yeah. uh, 2000. Yeah, uh, not 2000, yeah. 2000. 2000. 2000. In the year 2000, I have the statistics here somewhere, and maybe I can find it quickly. But um, in the election of 2000, George Bush won in the Electoral College, but he didn't get the most popular votes. Al Gore got more popular votes than George Bush did, but George Bush won the election because he got the majority in the Electoral College. And it's happened twice before that. So uh, this, this is seen perhaps as a serious flaw. However... How else could we do it? Yeah. You know how many people there are currently living in about in the United States? An estimated 323 million people. Mm-hmm. What would happen if you had an election and you had to recount 323 million people, uh, oh. the number of voters, probably it's oh, 130,000 maybe, 130 million, I mean, 130 million uh, you're going to recount 130 million votes? Jeez. It might take you until Christmas of the next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there really is no better substitute for the Electoral College. Okay. That's how it works. Now, as of tonight... I have my own count that I keep on the Electoral College. It's based on how the polls say the uh, candidates are doing, the uh, polls that are most responsible and most reliable. 
And also, I take into account the history of the state's voting. For example, Wisconsin is always a closely divided state. Wisconsin has 10 electors, and rarely is the electoral college majority more than a few thousand votes. I think one year it was 500 and something votes. Yet Wisconsin has voted Democratic in ten, you know, uh, six straight presidential elections. Always close, but always comes out Democratic. And I suspect that that's probably what's going to happen this year. The polls show Hillary Clinton with a lead in Wisconsin, and that is in, uh, a close, closely divided state. But historically. That is exactly how it's been in Wisconsin for the last, what, six elections, 24 years. And I think it probably will be the same today. Same thing with Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is always considered a toss-up state. And yet, Pennsylvania hasn't voted Democrat, uh, Republican rather since 1988. That's 28 years ago. It was the last time Pennsylvania voted for a Republican presidential candidate. Then there are the states that you know from the beginning who's going to win. There's no question. There never is any question about which party is going to win in, let's say, California. California is so solidly Democratic that uh, there's no chance for a Republican candidate to win a presidential election in California. I can give you the numbers on this. It's really uh, sort of interesting. <laughs> I wrote another state is Minnesota. Uh, well, Ken, I'm, I'm getting California for the moment. Last sorry. election, uh, 2012, okay. Barack Obama defeated Mitt Romney by close to 3 million popular Well, it was 3 million, just 3,015,000 popular votes. Three million vote majority in the state. That's not going to change. No, no way. Um, you asked about Minnesota. Right. Well, I can tell you what happens in Minnesota. Minnesota has a very strong uh, Democratic lean and has, I think, for years. Uh, I can get here it is. Since 1960. Um, let's see, 1960. Uh, was, it, was it the last time they went Republican? It was 72 last with time Nixon. Minnesota went Republican was in 1972. Right. <laughs> when Richard Nixon won in uh, Minnesota by 96,000 votes. Other than that, he is the only Republican candidate in the last 50 years to win in Minnesota. Only once. In Minnesota, go Republican in all those years since 1960. So you know there are some some states you know what's going to happen before it happens, and it and you're never wrong. Then there are the states that are uh, so closely divided that they can go either way, and then up until the last few years. The bellwether state, the state that was always on the right side in every presidential election, on the winning side, was Missouri. Mm. Missouri, let's see, I can get that here, too, also. 
discounting the last two presidential elections. In Missouri, Kennedy won in 60, Johnson 64, Nixon in 68 and 72, Carter in 76, wow. Reagan in 80 and 84, Bush in 88, Clinton in 92, Clinton in 96, Bush in 2000, and Bush again in 2004. A string that went back a hundred and something years. Wow. Missouri was on the winning side in every presidential election except what? Can you believe that? That's incredible. Yeah. So Missouri, it used to be really true. As Missouri goes, so goes so the nation. Well, Not true anymore. Yeah. Because in the last two presidential elections, Missouri went Republican in both of them, and the rest of the nation, of course, uh, elected uh, Barack Obama twice. What has happened in Missouri, I don't know. But it's no longer the... I thought Trump was ahead in Missouri, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. What, is, what do you think happened? I'm sorry. I, I, I said I thought that Trump was ahead, although there's a tight Senate race in Missouri. So who knows? You well, know? He'll probably... Uh, Donald Trump will take Missouri, I think. I think he will, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh -huh. like Missouri. Okay, we'll see. So anyway, the Missouri electorate has changed for whatever reason. Yeah. Okay, so that gives you an idea, but some states are always on one side, some states are always on the other side, and some states are the toss-up states. American presidential elections are almost always decided by about 10 states out of the 50 states. Mm. Only about 10 of them are truly competitive so that you don't know in, in advance for sure, almost for sure, which state, uh, which uh, presidential candidate, which party they were going to vote for. The states that are considered the, quote, swing states, going from east to west, North Carolina, Florida, Ohio, Iowa until this year, Iowa has been a swing state, Colorado until the last couple of years, Nevada, uh, California used to be a swing state up until the late eight, the uh, 18, 1980s, rather, but it no longer is. Nevada is considered a swing state. And uh, did I get them all 10? There are about 10 of them. Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's considered a swing state, except it never is. <laughs> <laughs> and Pennsylvania is also considered a swing wow. state, except it hasn't been a swing state for uh, 24 years. So those are where the, the candidates can campaign hardest and where the chances of taking a state are reasonably uh, even for each of the two candidates. About, uh, one more, New Hampshire. Outside of those states, uh, it's over before it begins in, in, uh, you know, in presidential elections. All right. How many of those states did Barack Obama win in the last two presidential elections? Well, of all those ten states, he won, I think it was nine of them in the election of 2000 and eight in the election of 2008, mm -hmm. not 2000, 2004, 2008 and 2012. Uh, 2008, he won nine of them, and 2012, he won eight, eight. of those swing states. 
school, Michigan also won in in, uh, 8 and 12. Uh, Michigan has not lost a, uh, uh, it's been a blue state since 1988. Now, which state are you talking about? Uh, Michigan. 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 Ira. Huh? Michigan. You're talking about Michigan. Michigan has been solid. It's been a blue state since uh, since 1988. I can give you Michigan's record, but okay, uh, she's Michigan from Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm I'm from Michigan, and I'm going blue. <laughs> Good girl, Marcy. Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. <laughs> Kennedy, Johnson, Humphrey, Nixon in the '72, Ford in '76, but he was from Michigan. He's from right. Michigan. Yeah. Reagan in '80 and '84, Bush in '88, Clinton twice. Gore in 2000, yep. when the nation went Republican. Kerry in 2004, oh, wow. Obama twice. So Michigan has uh, voted Republican uh, not since 1988. Right, exactly, yep. Okay. Yep. All right, so that gives you a, uh, how American elections work, presidential elections. All right, so I say, who's going to win this year? I say that Hillary Clinton will win, and I'll tell you the states I think she's going to take. She will take either all five or four of the five electoral votes in Maine. She will probably take New Hampshire, although that one's close. We can't say for sure. She will take Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. She will take New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Maryland, and the District of Columbia. She will take Virginia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Minnesota. She will take Colorado and New Mexico. She will take California, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, and Hawaii. She may take North Carolina. Carolina. She may take Arizona. She may take Ohio. And she may take Florida. But the last four are not, you know, not uh, decided. So that's what I think. What will Trump take? Well, wait, uh, what's the count if you don't get rid of those states? I can tell you you right here what what states that I think Donald Trump is sure of taking. West Virginia, Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, South Carolina, Georgia, although some people think it's close, Alabama, Mississippi, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, and uh, maybe he might have trouble in Utah, but I still think he's going to. Oh, I think he'll win Utah. And, of course, maybe all the states that are maybe for Hillary are also maybe for Trump. So that gives Hillary Clinton the election. If she takes all the states, all the states she's supposed to take, she will win this election. Okay. Oh, um, good. I'm so glad. Uh, good girl, Marcia. Uh, a little all the votes are counted. You just don't know for sure in the close state. Now, what her strategy has been is to form a coalition similar to the coalition of people who elected Barack Obama twice. That coalition has several different parts. One of the parts is women. Women tend to vote more Democratic 
men tend to vote as more Republican. This year, the so-called gender gap is the biggest it's ever been. 16, let's see, what is it? 16% uh, of women... Uh, How many speaking? Could you do a start 16 percent of women vote Democratic, and 11% will be voting Republican. That sounds like a close election. But it also discounts the fact that women cast more votes than men do. There are more female voters in the electoral uh, mix than there are men. So not only do more women vote, but women vote much more strongly Democratic. And Hillary Clinton has the advantage in, the sen in one sense of being the candidate to become the first female president. That doesn't mean that all women like her. I know a number of women who you would think would like her who say they don't like her. Some of them will vote for her, some of them may not. I can't imagine uh, that it wouldn't be extremely uh, tempting, even if you done, didn't like her and uh, didn't like her policies. Uh, if you were a female, especially if you were a young female, uh, it would be a thrill to help elect the first female president. And I really don't know um, why so many women claim they don't like her. Anyway, she will get a vast majority of votes of women. Second major category of voters, African Americans. The Obama candidacy last year, last four years ago, 93% of all the votes cast by the 20 million or so Americans uh, of African descent went to Barack Obama, the first African-American president. 93%. Now, Hillary probably won't get 93%, but she might very likely get 88 or 89%, something like that. How does she make up the difference? Well, the third great uh, voting block has now become Hispanic Americans. And the Republican Party has ever since 1970-something, 1980, when uh, Pete Wilson was trying to run for president in California, and he decided that an anti-Latino, uh, anti uh, perceived as anti-Latino campaign, would get him the Republican nomination. What he did was to make... Uh, Hispanic Americans in California so strongly Democratic that uh, California now is overwhelmingly Democratic because the Latino population is very, very strongly Democratic. When the primaries were on and people were telling me Bernie Sanders was a better candidate than Hillary Clinton, I said there's no way Bernie Sanders is a close match for Hillary Clinton. Bernie Sanders had another group of people, young, educated millennials, so to speak. But you think Bernie Sanders is going to get anywhere near 93% or 89% oh, of the no. African-American vote? No. 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 And I don't think he's going to get anywhere near the 70-something percent that Hillary's going to get, except that uh, Donald Trump has helped that so much by being so anti-Mexican. <laughs> That's true. Anti -Mexican. 
So you would have got the, the young people's vote, millennials and stuff. It's absolutely incredible that how Trump has, it seems like, deliberately yeah. antagonized groups of voters. You know, and that's why I, had a, I have had a theory all along that when he got into this campaign, he didn't want to be president. Oh, we did too. I think that what happened was he wanted to get a lot of publicity. He wanted to get his name on, on every billboard, every newspaper, and every uh, television show in America and have a lot of fun doing it. And he had the money that he could afford to do it. And I don't think he even had the idea of uh, winning more than, uh, I read someplace, somebody close to him said he was, he was trying to get maybe 12 or 15% of the vote in the Republican primaries. And all of a sudden, he's getting 50, 60, 70% of the votes in Republican primaries. Yeah. And I think uh, it's... It, his his perspective changed. Instead of playing around with this election, he became the Republican candidate and uh, went to his head. All right. So what does he do? If he runs a professionalized campaign, he has a strong chance of winning because Hillary has a lot of baggage and a lot of people don't like her. And on top of that, You've had two Democratic presidential elections in a row. It's very tough for a party to win three in a row. It has happened only twice in the 20th century and the 21st century. That was when Ronald Reagan won two and George Bush won one, George Bush the first. And then uh, there was one other time, I think it was the other Bush. Um, What about FDR, Franklin Roosevelt? Oh, oh uh, well, that's Roosevelt. Yeah, that was in, uh, well, he won four in a row, yeah. Yeah, so he won uh, But anyway, over. those are the only times it's happened. Yeah. And uh, But Trump, I think, may have hit on the idea of antagonizing voters to make sure he didn't win. Now, wouldn't that be a movie? <laughs> I think I've got a, a terrific movie script here. I don't know how to write movie scripts. I've never written one. I like the movie, the producers, the the musical, the producers, where they made the worst show on Broadway to, to lose money and they yeah, made yeah, money. Yeah, same idea, right? Yeah. So, so, do, so do you think that maybe if um, anybody, if anybody out there knows uh, somebody in a big production company in Hollywood <laughs> who wants that idea, let's <laughs> get a hold of Bob Acosta and he'll tell me about there it. There you go. So, so do you do you think maybe that your phone a little bit? Do do you think, Mister Estelle and uh, Bob and everybody, that Donald Trump just did this to just see what he could do? Oh well, maybe I can just give it a shot and 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 see what just just for the hell of it, you know, just for the heck of it, see what he can do to uh, try to uh, become president. Yeah, well, he, I think he got into the race not intending to be president. Right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm yeah. asking. Oh, that's yeah. what he said. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that's amazing. And in uh, if uh, see, look what he's done. He's put himself in a position where he's probably not going to win this election, and he's done it. Seems like deliberately. Yeah. Yeah. What's he going to do? Well, when he loses, he'll blame somebody else for it. And oh, then definitely. he'll sue everybody. Everybody. 
Sure, because he he can't be conceived of as a loser, not Donald Trump. So right. he'll blame the media, he'll blame the, the Republican Party that didn't support him. You know, he'll come and, and this, with, this could with this his, could uh, really can, screw up everything. Yeah, and he'll go back to making money. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Uh, been, you know, he's been talking apparently about uh, starting his own television network. Oh yes. Uh huh. Well, he might. Yeah. Don, you have a question? Yes, uh, he, he was. There's been charged about uh, fraudulent voting. I was wondering if Texas ever got its voting problems that Lyndon Johnson dealt with. Whether that they're just as bad as they were then in South Texas. Have you? Did you get that? I know, I know he owned television stations. I know that. Yeah, well, well, Johnson okay, Carol's book. Um, Carol's votes in South Texas. He was awful. I mean, he, he was. And Don, I guess, wants to know. Donald, I think, would have Trump TV nationally. <laughs> yeah, because Lyndon Johnson really did his number uh, on South Texas. You know, there's something about Donald Trump that, that strikes me. He can't be dumb. He can't be. No, he's not dumb. Um, but so why is he trying to lose with his insults? All he has to do is, a moron. is go down the middle. Just say, "Oh, I love women. They're okay. You know, great," and go on. Uh, I, I, well, I you know, know the, the 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 scary thing though about this the, his whole campaign though is he's got a lot of people who are uh, gun advocates. I mean, I have nothing against guns and and whatever, but he's got a lot of people who are. Just they don't they don't read they you know they they just um, go out there and listen to his baloney. Well, that's another another thing that I believe it to be true. Uh, there are very few true independents. Yeah, people who who are really seriously independent voters. Right. What you right. have is people who call themselves independents because they don't know anything about politics <laughs> and because they haven't bothered to, to form a position. I mean, how could you have two so diametrically opposed yeah. uh, candidates right. and not be able to choose one or the other? Decided, yeah. Ira, what, uh, uh, this is Ken. What about the possibility of Trump... Uh, well, let's say he did win. I hope not. But let's say he did win. What's the possibility of him doing so, resigning shortly in order to get the presidency to Pence? Now, what oh, we no. of doing no, what? No, I don't think that'll happen. That conspiracy? Because it's hard for me here. Did you hear Ken? Everybody oh. else does. Oh, well, just uh, he, he could resign. No, but resign to hand the presidency to Pence. Just say, yeah. look what I did. I have my brand all over the country. I'm going to resign. That's what Ken yeah. wondered. Well, I, I was also thinking about what if he, if he did something, uh, Trump did something so badly, uh, you know, that he was impeached, and then uh, things would be turned over to Pence. To Pence. Uh, yeah. 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 Pence would be I, 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 I want to get more into questions, and we have to wrap up. I hate to. I want to well, get well, a little chance to ask you questions. But Mike, oh, I have one more. Uh, that was the fastest hour in the history I of the I know. Well, you're great. Listen, I have one more thing. I have had, I want a strong two-party system. I really do. And I've had great respect for Republicans. I voted Republicans at, at, Republican at times because the candidate was better. But why did the Republicans, there's awful a lot of hate in those Trump rallies. And How did they get Shanghai? How well, did, 
another one of my ideas about why he got into it. Another one of my possible ideas of why he got into it. You know, he used to be a Democrat. Yes, he did. Well, he he just waffled so much, you don't know what he was. Democrat, Republican, whatever. Now, wait a minute. So listen to what I'm going to tell you. It may be, I just thought, you know, just possibly, that he set out to do exactly what he's done to destroy the Republican Party. Oh. Oh, yeah, I thought of that, too. I never did. You mean the agent provocateur. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, look maybe, what he's maybe, first maybe he Maybe he set out, out to Bush. to get Hillary elected or something. And they'll make a deal with her. You know, I'll make a deal and I'll be okay. I don't know, I don't know about a deal, much. but uh, no? that was a while. What I I never I did not think of that. Ruthann, you there? I guess not. Yes, I am. Did you did so, you anyway, think of that one? That's that's no. wild. Consider the possibility. Hold on. I said I don't think he's up. Oh, no. uh, he might be extremely smart because he's the only man in the world who could have done it. Yeah. Uh, and he would be taking on, uh, on you know, all this baggage, that, you know, uh, but he would accomplish something if, if he really wanted to accomplish it, if yeah. that's what he wanted to do and was willing to take all the guff that he's going to get for it, he has done it. Yeah. He's wow. the Republican Party in half. Well, I hate to see Can it I because... Can I ask a question, Bob? Go ahead, Ruthann. Okay. My, my wife, everybody back away. No, no, no. Okay, the question I have is this whole business with the FBI getting involved oh, yeah. in this... Uh, Why didn't Comey do it? Uh, the letter and now... Oh, there's nothing. The last time, uh, the last time it got involved, yeah. he had the, you know, had the additional... Uh, pr- problems of saying that they had to look at more of the um, emails, but then today comes through. She says she's says, okay, no charges. Uh, no, yep, charges no charges. No charges. Why would, why would uh, I, I'm sorry, Ruthann, I, don't, I didn't mean to interrupt, but why would all of a sudden, after all this stuff came down uh, a week ago Friday, yep. why would all of a sudden they say, the oh, mind, there's nothing going on? I mean, you know, is is Wait, Comey see, backing here, off? I'll just speculate here. He's got a devious mind. I love him. Uh, yeah, I'm, you know what? Comey is all of a sudden backing down and saying, "Oops, yeah. we screwed up. There's yeah. nothing going on." Yeah. Okay. Let's see what Ivor has to say. Well, what is the question specific? The question is, why is Comey acting the way he did? The, the letter before why the election. Why did Comey act the way then, he did? Then this letter. What, what is yeah, the well, then, 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 all, of sudden, all of a sudden, then today they're saying, let him answer well, everything's yeah, pretty well, much well, the well, same as it was. I want to hear Ira. I was talking about this with Rachel earlier today. Okay, Rachel's very smart lady. I think what he was doing was covering his own tail. Wow. Think of it this way. Okay. If he had not told the Congress that they were resuming the investigation, and then Hillary Clinton wins the election, and then the FBI finds something really serious against Hillary, and then they have to admit later that they had been doing that investigation, what mm-hmm. does that do to Mr. Comey and his uh, <laughs> future? But he could cost her the election. The historians will argue it for the yeah, end of time. You see what I mean? 
he's covering his tail by I this. know what he's doing, but he's he saying, look, I told you after uh, the election. we were doing an this investigation, is, Bob, Bob, and, we, and uh, just because we didn't find anything, uh, I can tell you now it's over. But, but if he didn't do that, and say uh, Hillary won the election, but I and then he there was something serious, he was in real hot water. Okay, the FBI had the emails weeks before Comey made the announcement. You know, it's something fishy here. The, the FBI says they had the emails before the, the six and a half. They didn't know, know what they had. Well, then what? They, 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 they didn't know what was on that computer. It's uh, possible he wants to maintain his it job turned out too. That a lot of the things were already duplicates. The things they yeah. knew months ago. Yeah. And he wants to maintain his job. Right. And, and the agents were leaking it to their buddies, and it was getting out to the Congress. Yeah. Does some of this and says, okay, sorry, a couple of days before the election, here, here it is. You know, it's, so I think, I think that's what he was trying to do. And wow. that's why the letter was so vague. It was vague. Well, you know, I, I don't know what, what, what the uh, attempt was about that letter, but there was a screw-up. It was a big... Nasty. Well, it did have a big effect on the campaign. Yes, I it did. I don't think it's going to cause her to lose. No, but, uh, I it hope could not. Have. It could have. It I could have, yes. I suspect that he, he was trying to make the letter as vague as possible, trying to reduce the impact of what he was saying. But that uh, that didn't work. <laughs> oh, he made a mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> he did he make a mistake. new impetus to the Trump campaign. They were getting beat. Pretty easily, and then oh, thank God! He's, even Trump said it was a thunderbolt from God. That's what they were going after the Senate, and we don't have it now. I don't think. Oh boy! Yeah. No, well, so I, yeah, I, I, I hope I hope we do. do. Uh, you know what? It's still possible. Yeah. But and, what and, do you think is still and, possible? Ira, any thoughts? The, last the questions here. Any thoughts on the Senate race? Are they going to get to fifty-fifty or fifty-one-fifty? Do you think? Did you look at the Senate race? Uh, well, do we have time? Sure, we'll take it. It's after nine. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. If you can see, do it, we're, we're enjoying this. Mr. Fussell, are you still are you still here? I'm here. What do you think as far as the Senate race? All right, I think the Democrats are going to pick up between. I wrote this in my topics journal. I have six, but I was five dreaming. and seven seats. Seven. Uh, I'll tell you where I think they're going I to thought, I had six, I and I thought, I'm, I'm crazy. But oh, go ahead. Right. Um, I'm going to Bob. I think they're, well, I know they're going to win Illinois. Yes. They will probably win the seat in Wisconsin. Yes, fine gold. Uh, they will almost certainly win the seat in Pennsylvania, to yep. seat. And they're very likely to win... Uh, Let's see, what's the other one? There's one New Hampshire? very likely to win. What about New Hampshire? No, New Hampshire is awfully close. Very incredibly close. close. What about Evan Bayh? Is he going to hold on in, in Indiana? Indiana is trending close. all of a sudden towards towards um, the other towards, guy. Uh, towards Trump's candidate, John yeah. Young, Todd Young. Indiana, probably no. What Missouri about Richard Byrd, North Carolina? I can't stand Missouri him. I'm sorry. Is, Missouri is close. Yeah. Arizona is not. Florida is no. not. The other one that they are going to win, I think, is, is Nevada. Oh, I think yeah. so. Now, now with this letter out and everything, I think that's going to help. And what about Missouri? Blount, Roy Blount, and the other guy, uh, is it a woman? I don't remember. But yeah. it's a very close race in, this, in Missouri. 
Where? What state? Missouri. Missouri. Missouri? Yeah, it's uh, Blount a man and by the name of uh, Blunt, who is the Republican senator. Right. And his challenger is uh, Kemper or something like that. Kemper. Okay. Uh, it's mad. Missouri. Okay, so we'll see what happens. I really want to thank you so very much. This is so exciting. North Carolina. Listen, Bob. According, look, may I speak for a minute? You certainly may. North Carolina, according to all the polls, is edged, has an edge in favor of Burr, the incumbent Republican senator. However, North Carolina, I saw on television Saturday, line. A line of people two blocks long waiting to vote. Two blocks long. Incredible. All standing in line, patiently waiting to get into the polls. They're amazing. Uh, North Carolina is not over. It's not over for Hillary, and it's not over for Burr. So uh, North Carolina is going to be... North Carolina has always been, ever since the Civil War... North Carolina has always been one of the more moderate states in the South. Yes. Um, and only in the last couple of years did the Republican uh, governor and, and the legislature all belong to the same party. And then they tried to uh, they tried to change the voting laws in North Carolina, and the courts came down on that. And then they got into the bathroom bar, the, you know, the bathroom uh, controversy. They didn't need that problem. Uh, Oh yeah, that that that's a that's a whole big problem there in North Carolina. The other thing with North Carolina is bathroom problem. Whatever your side you're on, they lost business in North Carolina. The bad thing. Is is Maine involved at all with this? What's happening in the Southwest and in the Southeast is similar. In the Old South. You notice what has happened in Virginia. Yes. Virginia, which used to be the the capital of the Confederacy. Virginia right. has become a democratic state. Yeah. Why? Because Washington, D.C. suburbs have expanded into Virginia to such a degree that Virginia is no longer the old Virginia. Uh-huh. All right? So, in right. other words, the north is moving into the south. Virginia is bordered by North Carolina. North Carolina it would be the next state in that march towards the south. All right, what's happening in the west? In the west, Nevada has become a democratic state. What's next to Nevada? Arizona. Arizona. Arizona has New Mexico on one side and California on the other. California and New Mexico are both democratic states with big Hispanic populations. Arizona has a big Hispanic population, but until this year, it didn't come out to vote. Well, Donald Trump, with his anti-Mexican wall, you know, his Mexican wall, has turned every Hispanic in, in Arizona into wanting to vote. And when all those people start voting, uh, and they start voting against Joe Apio, uh, Pio, the sheriff. Oh, my. Uh, did, did you hear what Hillary said in New Mexico? No. Well, he, he, Just isn't think, Joe if Donald Arpaio, Trump he, becomes president, he could appoint Joe Apio uh, head of uh, uh, Homeland Security. 
Well, isn't Joe Arpaio also under indictment? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. But the, look at the, the the way she used that. It's brilliant. If you're a Hispanic in New Mexico, the last thing in the world you want to see is the chance of Joe Arpaio being head of Homeland Security. And you're not going to go vote. You're going to get your friends to vote. You're going to get your relatives to vote. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so I would not at all be surprised if Arizona uh, either turns this year or gets very close to turning this year and, uh, and turns Democratic in the next presidential election. In fact, I'll be surprised if it doesn't. <coughs> and what's happening is, as more and more of those states change in population and become basically blue states rather than red states, it becomes almost impossible for a Republican candidate to win the presidential election. Right now, it's almost impossible. I think the last real chance the Republican Party had to stay together and win presidential elections was John McCain. Because McCain was an independent Republican. He, uh, he, you know, he wasn't uh, the down the down the line uh, your Republican in name only type Republican. He was an intelligent man. He was a, a decorated warrior. He was a prisoner of war who, contrary to the way Donald Trump treated him, uh, is really a hero. Who, who's more of a hero than somebody who undergoes hell for the sake of the country for for years? I read uh, I is McCain, McCain supporting Trump. And I think John McCain would have been a good president, and I think he would have been president if he hadn't had Sarah, what's her name? Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. He didn't want Sarah Palin as vice president. You know what he wanted? He wanted Joe Lieberman, the Democratic senator. Yes, he did. Oh, that would have been interesting. That's who he wanted. A McCain-Lieberman ticket, I think, would have been awfully hard hard to beat. Yep. But then he got the big mouth from Alaska, you know. <laughs> Wait, the question I have, Ira, why does McCain support Trump now? Is that because he fears the Trump voters won't vote for him? What yeah, about he supports the Trump it now. voters? He's endorsed them. Did you hear I didn't get you. Okay. Want me to repeat it? Yeah. Okay, why does McCain, in spite of what Trump said about him, that he was a coward, all this stuff. Why does he endorse Trump at the end? At first he was quiet. Now he's endorsed him. Is it because he'll lose Trump voters that would vote for him? Well, I think he's got his Senate seat to uh, to worry about. Okay. And I think what he did probably was in the interests of keeping the party, uh, you know, uh, together. Together. Sense of unity in the party. Are you saying, sir, that uh, it's unity for the Republicans? No, I didn't hear that question either. Are you saying unity for the Republicans? Yes, I think he is. McCain did it to hold the party together. Yeah, I think that's what it might, it might not be do. something I don't and like a little bit. Probably true. His own Senate seat. Yeah. Uh, is it, has everybody asked a question who wanted to ask one? 
Okay, you know what time it is? Thank you so much. This is just wonderful, and we thank you very, very much. Is there anything I did not like was when Trump said, I'll uh, tell you if I accept the the, the results if I win. Yeah, Yeah. that that was very bad. There are so many crazies out there. Not, Not that there's any organized resistance to American elections, but individuals who are nuts with guns may take that as uh, something, you know, you said most of my Second Amendment people might take care of Hillary. Oh, some some idiot with a, you know, with a gun and uh, no sense of uh, responsibility starts walks into a polling place and starts oh. shooting up. Well, he's made some rather close to treasonous he's I made some close treasonous statements. But I would not be um, I would not be flabbergasted if it did. I think he made some close treasonous statements, so. Okay, gang. Yes, he has. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. This This has been so much fun. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We'll see you all uh, next month. Right. Thank you. Thank you you very much, sir. Okay. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Okay. All right.